What's going on, fam? This is K.R. Jones of the Off The Strength Podcast, and I am here to tell you to like, listen, subscribe, and if you're feeling freaky, visit offthestrength.com. That's where you can go and get more information on us. That's where we can link, we can build, we can connect, and let's make this thing work. Well, the front turned the corner, and a half an hour later, the back turned the corner. That's how long it was. So you was in the back of that car. We ain't the same. I'm in the cane and gun. Show Paul with the fishes, make the facelift numb. Out in Panama on that amazing sun. Out, out in Panama on that amazing sun. That's a badass little boy. I'm amazing, son. You niggas wonder where my grace is from. I speak with corrupted tongue. Recognize the underworld since I was young. I stopped paying attention to her when she started doing magic tricks during COVID. Some people started picking up habits. That I was just it's like, you know what? Look what I can do. <laughs> hey, look what I can do. <laughs> uh, like certain people, certain people, COVID. It didn't do the best for them. The magic trick. Like, Yo, she was so pretty, but she's doing magic. Nah, fuck that shit. <laughs> he went from yeah to. I, I was that. like, yo, that's a, that's a hard left. That was a rabbit out of a hat. Got your nose. Got your nose. Yo, she dead ass started doing magic. I was like, nah. You <laughs> witnessed that. I never saw it personally. Like, but once you said, oh, you damn. She could get hairy. I can lose myself in a flash. Niggas will think I'm Jim Carrey. How I off that man. I even went by the book at first. Until I realized nine to five wouldn't quench my thirst. So I start my mission, leave my residence. Mama knew that a child like me had better sense, but something had to give. With the playing cards, look at this woman. <laughs> I couldn't, fam. I couldn't, cause it's Scouts on her started with my grandmama. That's a badass little boy. Partner, please. I grinds, I hustle with ease. Condemn the eyeball any weight in my sleep. I don't entertain hate surrounding the street. If I was you, I'd be trying to get down with me. Abracadabra. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Abra Kadabra, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, don't talk to her. <laughs> Abra. Yo, don't speak to her, yo. Let her live. Kadabra. Nah, she's blowing bubbles. Look at more of it. It's going to make less sense to you. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> What's good, everybody? What's good? Welcome back to yet another episode of Off the Strength. We're giving you the inside look into all things wellness culture. I'm a trainer called Tony, and of course, with me, I got a gentleman of extraordinary league. KR Jones is in the building. That's right, folks. We are back. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all type from near and far, you are now in store for a treat because it's the return of the variety show. That's when we give you our best foot forward. So hopefully you take your best foot forward. You do that two-step, that tango, whatever it is you need to do to make it on through the week with the best goddamn wellness information available. Why is it 
that most of the people who are against abortion are people you wouldn't want to fuck in the first place. Yeah, yeah. That's right, and of course, we are coming in live and direct, live from the block of the rock over here at Newsstand Studios, Brother Jones. What's the word? How you feeling today, brother? Man, I'm feeling large and charged. You know, the week has been wild, man. How so? Tell me. You ever have one of those weeks, and I know you do, because I, I, I know you too well, but uh, fam, not one. But two strangers stopped me on the street. Okay. And asked if they could take my photo. Oh, man. Right? That's Was it going to actually get into a white van after that, too? I don't bro? know. You know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> it's I'm not like, obliged. You show me something nice. Don't <laughs> take candy from strangers, God. Hey, you man, know that. That's a bag right there. What's in the bag? No, no, none of that. But, like, on some, some good vibe shit, you know, one of them was an older gentleman as I was painting this mural. And another one, I was at the taco spot, dude, was like, yo, you remind me of a younger, wiser version of myself. I was, yo, that's fly as hell. And, I, and But the, the inverse to that was, homie was of uh, non-ethnic descent. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I can't really tell you where he was originated from, but he wasn't black. I'm like, fam, we ain't live the same life, but I appreciate you seeing yourself in me at some point. He's you know? a Benetton brother is what you're saying. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to He could have been any number shout of out to him, though. No, nah, yeah, shout out to him. He was a, a wild creative, but like, it's one of those weeks, man, where, where someone, when other people see the value in you just living your life, bro, it's kind of wild, you know? I love that for you, man. That's what's up. I like that you are walking around and you're, you know, able to exude this energy that makes people feel confident in walking up to you and taking these flicks, my man. It ain't for everybody, because if you got a pet ferret, I ain't talking to you. You know what I'm saying? It's only for a select amount of people where I'm like, okay, we can converse. I, I receive your energy. I ain't for everybody. Yeah, I see that, man. I was with you with the ferret lady pulled up. This is what happens when you put on the organic thuggery, yeah, man. Yeah, she wanted a full conversation, and I was like, I, fully not invested in this lady. like, I'm an organic thug, too. Let me tell you. <laughs> I promise you, we ain't on the same page. It's not the same type you of thug. You can define it your own way. You go do your own thing over there. Well, while you was justifying your thug, my man, I was out, and I got a chance to have a couple great dinners. You know, I got a chance to really get into and embrace the beauty of a Brooklyn summer. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, man. I What's got, her name? You know, Kyle, I knew you was going to come in here with the diagonal. Whenever I be trying to go straight, you always try to cut your brother off. I don't know why you was doing that, but I was kicking it with the homies Say my here. name. Say my name. <laughs> we going to stop letting you <laughs> get these no songs one is around. <laughs> so, initially, I was talking about this dinner that I had with my old team from Poppin', so shout out to JP and Kev over there. Shout out to that Brother. Yeah, man, because we was having a good time and getting to reminisce a little bit about all the stuff that we have accomplished, but it was in the preface of setting up some new stuff that I was trying to get into coming in the upcoming weeks, man. So I'm, I'm pretty happy to have the team there and being able to pull in with them, man, and be able to lock in and just, you know, pick up like we never left off before. So that's And I know y'all ate good. Don't leave that part out. Oh, yeah, man. Nah, we definitely got a nice little Brazilian situation over there. Okay. Right, right off of... Um, you was eating with your hands? Right off of McCarran Park. I was... There's a couple pieces of the dish that you had to get <laughs> okay, in there. Okay, that's what I'm saying. You, you had to get down. A little Caprihenia, like all of that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I get you. After that side, man, I've just been enjoying the week. Like I said, Brother Jones, it's been a lot of stuff coming up. I've been in a moment of reflection. I've been in times of just thinking back and really appreciating this summer. Because, man, I ain't have last summer, Kyle. You know, it's funny. It's, what, a year to the date? No. Almost? Almost, though. Uh, it was 27th? I was wrong by a couple of days. But you know what is a year to this date? Tell me. Do you remember when we was kicking it over at Extra Butter? 
Yep. And we got a chance to pull up on Anthony Anderson, not the drummer. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. The actor. Act- the actor. The man, the myth, the legend, the man with the wife and the side chick and his mom all in the same <laughs> We ain't going to put all this man business out like this. <laughs> he told me that. He did say that. But I don't know how, how public that was. So we're going to go back, redact that shit. <laughs> but yeah, you know. Anthony Anderson was moving differently. And I want to do shout out to other Anthony Anderson too. Shout out to the drummer, homie. <laughs> Definitely shout out to him because he's that guy as well. Yeah, man. So I'm thinking back to that extra butter party, which is it's just as crazy as all the other stuff that we kind of get into. And that's at the height of what I thought was going to be the summer, man. So I just get these new kicks. I'm out there kicking with people that I've seen my whole life. And three days later, now tragedy ensues. That's on the 28th over there out in Queens hit by a car and the summertime has been shut down so i've literally just been every day i could get up kyle really trying to reset appreciate and just get into some aspect of getting outside because i remember when i couldn't do none of that so that's the type of time i've been on this last week man i'm happy for you man i remember that day like it was yesterday dog i was you know what's crazy is i had an all white that night as i was going to dinner like i was an angel of sorts see you, know you put that saying? out there man why you put that put that energy on me bro i ain't put nothing on you I, all i know is i got a phone call y'all i just got hit i'm in the ambulance what you where? Yeah, my foot's broke. Like the calmest of energies for a man that was down for three surgeries in uh, months of recovery. So I'm like, oh, damn. I already knew what time it was. Coldest summer, man. And I think back to what I endured, what I learned, and I can only hope to continue with what I look forward to doing in this summer, man. And you know what, Kyle? What that is. That brings me to a line of thinking, my friend. And I like to think about some of this injury that I had to go through, because we often talk about this injury kind of process, man. Okay. You know, we talk about how it changed your perspective, how it helps you force some learning, or at least in my point, it forced me to stop, make myself learn myself better. You know, all these different hardships that I had to go through to persevere and be able to make it out on the other side. Yep. So I got to ask the professional this week, Kyle, do you think you have to endure some type of hardship for you to get to your best possible potential in life? Why or why not, my friend? I'm going to have to say yes. Talk to me about it, brother. I'm going to harken back to our second live podcast. Okay. And we had the panel and we had the doctor on the stage. Uh, what was homie's name? I forgot his name. Damn. Off, off top. I can't remember. Damn. We had we had the doctor on the stage and he was talking about... The heart pe- doctor. The heart doctor. Yeah. People having to go through something dramatic in life in order for a switch to happen. Right. Like there has to be a I think he referred to it as a catastrophic, you know, happening takes place. And now it's like, damn, this is when life was almost over. Now I have to go to this point. I do think that it's one of those spaces where the level in which that chaos happens is different for everyone. Like it could be rock bottom from like yo I, I'm I'm off the needle rock bottom you know what I'm saying it can be an accident from getting hit by a bike it could be a breakup like what it, it's a range it's a plethora of things that can happen so I'm gonna have to say that yes something has to happen and that's something it, it shakes your system right it shakes you to the core and it, and it kind of wakes you up a little bit and. and let you know like damn i'm not who i thought i was or i could never be the same after this i have to move forward for good or bad in another direction and then i would agree that something has to happen bro i think i checked off most of your words on your scrabble box over there man 
I've been there. I'm, I'm only speaking through lived experiences. You know? I know, but it was like I started off with the the job loss, then it went to the breakup, then it went to the injury, and then had to come through and I'm figure out all that. I'm glad there was no needle in that list. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, there was no needle. I, that's the one thing that I did. I mean, well, anesthesia was pretty local. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it wasn't a head wrong. It wasn't a hard saying? H. I couldn't, I couldn't be nodding in, you know on mean? top of that. Yeah, you know? It wasn't that crack rock. Nah, man, I couldn't go through all of that. But on some real shit, though, yeah. After every one of those things that could have been perceived as rock bottom, I still had to decide who I was going to be at the end of all of that shit. And every time I took what pieces was still left, and I think I just forged it together to be stronger every single time, man. And that's what it's about, man. Yeah, I see how it translates to the decisions that I make today, to the movements that I have, and to everything that goes forward. Like, man, I literally got hit about a year ago today on my bike, and I'm talking about starting not one, but two bike businesses, Kyle. Dose, comeback is different. You're stronger, you're better, you're wiser, you know, you you are uh, reinforced, Hell if you yeah. will. I mean, and that's what building a muscle is in its core definition is like when you really get into the science and the fabric of muscles, I'm ripping the fibers apart and they come back together even stronger in a weave pattern. That's where your soreness comes from. And, and you just got to keep building. You know, but I think the the most important part about that is always going to be the pace, mm. right? Because you can build as much as you want, but you have to give your body rest. You have to make different paths for time for you to get where you need to be. You can't just go from A to Z. Like, it's, it's an alphabet. It's a number system. Like, you got to wait your turn, you know? And I think people often confuse that. Yeah, man. That's the thing that I took and walked away with giving myself enough grace for that because the expectation on what I was going to be able to do by when used to be something that was pretty daunting initially coming out of at least the injury component of that. Looking right. forward. Looking forward to it, trying to do everything else. But, you know, the patience that comes along with it and really the perseverance that had to hold up is like, okay, take time to do the right type of healing in all of those categories. Take time to get the right job. Take time to find the right person to be your partner. Take time to do the right type of movement. And what you will get at the end is going to be way better than if you rush into any of those circumstances. Bingo. That's triple Hell word yeah. score right there. I ain't got nothing else to put on that. Come on now, Brother Jones. And I also got to say, the people in my life that I have to thank over there. So I got to do a couple shout outs, man. I got to shout out everybody who's helped me along the way in that last year. I'm talking about a full community was born around that, man. And I, I really do appreciate and love everybody that is in that friend network that was able to help me when I needed it the most. That's first and foremost, brother, man. And again, I got to look across the table at my Be More BK brethren. Who was in there helping me take out my garbage, all types of stuff. Yo, fam, I really just wanted to say thank you. I appreciate you for seeing me through that time and that year the way you did, brother. Of course, man. I, I know you would do it for me. And that's why I, I was there. And being as though I was in that same position, quite literally, not from being hit by a car, but just from surgery aspect of it, man. Uh, I knew what you needed. So I was just there, man. That's what's up, man. I appreciate you for it. And if I ever had to, I would do the same for you. And I'm going to give you the same type of energy that you was giving me at different points in time. Because, again, Kyle is a spiritual advisor that also said that he was going to slap the shit out of somebody last week. So just imagine in the times that you need smell type of advice. You, you need this both. Brother. You know, it's just <laughs> spiritual doesn't mean nonviolent. Like, <laughs> you've never heard those They're words. They're not mutually exclusive. They're not. It's just not how it goes. Spiritual just means sometimes you need an awakening and that awakening comes forcefully. I'm going to just keep moving forward. I'm going to continue my shout outs because I'm, I'm you should. moving past the forceful awakening. <laughs> Yo, you know who else we got to shout out, man? I got to shout out the DJs and the artists that's keeping this city alive and thriving, my man. So first and foremost, we had a chance to pop in the Dot Ichiro set 
on what was that Thursday? You know it. Hell yeah, man. Dot is always gonna be somebody who blesses the turntables and turns the party out in a different type of ways. So we got to give him some love. You know we got to shout out Karen Meadows. You know we got to shout out King Monique, and of course. We got the man, the myth, the legend himself on the EQ right over here. We got to shout out Hassan Hussain too, man. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, brother. So if you are moving around and you hear any of these people, if you're in NYC, you got to make sure you stay tapped in. You got to stay plugged into all these different parties that they throwing, man. Aside from that, the homie Rod from Utility Defects is coming out of retirement and he's doing his first art show, man. So that's going to be coming up next week and I can't wait to see it. So this brother was taking all different types of industrial materials and translating them into OG sneakers. Like I'm talking about, he took an air turbine and made an Air Force One out of it. I was like, what? where does your mind even go to come up with that kind of concept? So we kicked it and he do the fresh lineup on top of all of that other stuff. So I got to pull up to homie and see what's going on, man. He and making that- art and cutting art at the same time? Brother, that's what makes New York City feel like New York City again. When you get the art people to move with the dance people to move with the the money people, everybody's just mixing and blending. It becomes a beautiful scene, man. I can't agree more. Do you have anybody that you want to shout out at? Yes, sir, man. Man, I want to shout out that brother, K.R. Jones. I appreciate you doing that. You know, just because... If you don't give yourself flowers, ain't nobody else going to give them to you. That's first and foremost. Secondly, I, I do have a, a myriad of things that are coming up that I'm going to plug people into at some point. So just stay close to the socials. I'm teaching a, a class in Prospect Park. Okay. On a Thursday night from 7 to 8 on the 21st. I'm telling you that now live. On July 21st? Because I'm just remembering as we think about it now. I got thrown into that, but apparently hundreds of people come out there. Okay. More information to come on that. But yeah, man, I, I'm looking forward to, to cooking some things up, man. Well, if they wanted to keep up with some of these classes, because I know they're going to sell out quick, man, how could they find this stuff? Visit krjones underscore online. You'll see the dude with the forward fold and the yoga mat. Or just, you know, hit off the strength underscore on IG. And if you're feeling freaky, mm-hmm. off the strength.com. You know what I'm saying? That's where you can get everything you need to stay in tone or attuned what we got i like staying in tone i'm really trying to embrace that do you think bro? in tone we you trust got the arms out you know what i'm saying it's i can't HGTV tell you right now that's what we're doing it's all of that stuff i'm coming out with all of it <laughs> you got it brother everybody's trying to get tone i gotta give them I'm the four one one that's what I'm, I'm right here my pronouns are him because i'm him <laughs> that's what it is man. <laughs> gotta keep people informed so they know how to operate man if we keeping them informed bro you know i gotta give them some good Gotta give him some of the bad, and I gotta give him some of the ugly, man. Let's right, let's get into this week's rip from the headlines. And Brother Jones, oh man, I'm gonna start off with some news about the hotel markets. Now we talked about how wellness travel is going to be something to pay attention to past 2022 and beyond, didn't we, Kyle? We did. We grazed over it. And Brother Jones, we also talked about some properties out there in the boutique fitness section that was starting to move around. You know, a little uh, acquisitions and mergers, if you will. Mergers and acquisitions. So, Kyle, how do you feel about hearing from Fit Tech News that F45 is breaking into the hotel market? I am not surprised by any means. It makes a lot of sense. And uh, I'm going to just go out and say that when I'm looking for a hotel... Wellness is almost the last thing on that list that I'm looking for. It, it might come there, but that ain't really what I'm in it for. Well, yeah. if you was pulling up to the Hilton anytime soon, Kyle, you will now see that they have 
their very own branded F45 classes that you can do inside of any of the Hilton hotels, my man. Will Paris be that DJing? Probably not. I'm going to go ahead and put that on a strong note. <laughs> you might get a voiceover, possibly. Hey! But I can't make anything else. What grade are you going to give that on the list? Is that going to be good, bad, or ugly, Kyle? I'm going to get out of F. <laughs> For F45. Why? You know, I've taken the class before, and... It's it's very cookie cutter, you know, and that's why they're expanding the way that they are. And I can respect that aspect of it. But as a whole, it's it's no identity other than the numbers. You've never seen a face of the company. You know, you just see the Mark different. Wahlberg. Yeah, count me out of that. Marky you, Mark. Yeah, I want no parts of that. <laughs> None whatsoever. He's the face. I didn't even know that. And I'm now I'm even more <laughs> not committed to F45 off of that. But I appreciate the expansion into hotels. That is different because that that seems like a, a layup for a lot of gyms that never even thought that they could be in such a space. Well, if you thought hotels were good, Kyle, okay, I got to transition into this next story because I got to talk to you a little bit about Barry's. Now, Barry's, I'm talking about Barry's from Barry's Boot Camp. With the capital B. Yes. And so the rainbow. How do you feel about <laughs> Barry's open studio flagships inside of department stores, Kyle? That I'm also going to have to disagree with. <laughs> well, apparently Barry's over in the UK is starting to move into the retail sector and doing a whole brand explanation throughout stores. So the Barry store actually looks a lot like what you would see an Adidas store or Reebok or sure. anything like that. But they also have classes inside there. So they have taken their retail footprint and over expanded it because every one of those spaces used to have a certain amount dedicated to just retail. And now they have a full flagship store that also you could take classes in. Do you think that this is going to be a trend that you'll continue to see some of these other companies out here jump into as retail itself has shifted? I'm going to say yes, because retail has shifted and people need an experience in order to shop these days. Because if I can get whatever you're selling online, it makes no sense for me to come to the store. So why do I need to be there in person? Um, so that makes a lot of sense. Again, I'm not here to sweat and work out and then shop immediately afterwards that just the math just don't add up to me on that and especially how they be giving it up in berries like that's a spicy class you know what i'm saying yeah man but apparently kyle people are going into this so across the world we're seeing more and more numbers thrown into the market like i'm looking at an article that's talking about coming out of china that almost 92 billion dollars in their gdp is made up completely of purchases made in the health and fitness sector kyle you talking about a lot of money is going into but in things, a department store? into spending <laughs> in fitness as a whole. Okay. Right? And that would include having to expand where you typically find fitness. But if we're putting that much money into this industry, you would think that the results would yield you something better, Kyle. So I got to ask questions when I see things like obesity, now at an all-time high, is causing 1.2 million premature deaths a year, Kyle. Do you understand that? I do. And I'm also looking at why heart disease is on the rise. And I got to look at all of these things. I got to try to figure out how are we putting so much money into these different sectors and how are we getting all of this different information out, all of these new devices out. But people continue to seem to get sicker as we go through here. But there's a little bit of hope. So now that heart disease is on the increase, apparently patients who work out after having heart surgery are shown to have market return from doing some resistance training inside there. So I say that all to say, Brother Jones, I'm going to give that last little slither of hope being that if you actually do invest in the health part and not all the other brand parts of this, 
I think you might be on to something that could really get you a little bit more longevity in this thing. And that's why it's going to be a little bit of good, a little bit of bad. And hopefully we can move through this ugly, Kyle. That's going to be it from this week's Rip from the Headlines, my friend. Man. Boy, these conservatives are really something, aren't they? They're all in favor of the unborn. They will do anything for the unborn. But once you're born, you're on your own. Pro-life conservatives are obsessed with the fetus from conception to nine months. After that, they don't want to know about you. They don't want to hear from you. No nothing. No neonatal care, no daycare, no head start, no school lunch, no food stamps, no welfare, no nothing. If you're pre-born, you're fine. If you're preschool, you're fucked. Brother Hassan on the side brought up something that's even in the extremely ugly, in the bonus ugly. In the, the bonus ugly. Super ugly. Apparently, our civil liberties is free just for some, my friend. And the erosion of those civil liberties has been happening at an all-time high over the past week, Kyle. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I do. Uh, and you're talking about the Supreme Court and overturning uh, Roe versus Wade. And, I mean, it, it gets into a lot when you understand what's happening you know um and going back and overturning as a whole if you would like to think like yo we have these people who are appointed like you're gonna lead us so to speak like to go back and do something like fam what's what's happening here like why are we stepping backwards um and policing women's bodies like that's even crazier in itself like who am i to tell you what to do like that's the wellness side of it this is your body, like your your birthright, quite literally. And and now I'm telling you what you can and can't do with it. Man, I was out on Tompkins Avenue yesterday when the news first came out. And I could see how the whole neighborhood energy just shifted. So, yes, we're talking about all the civil impacts and, and what that means and people having to, you know, take to the streets again to try to fight for their rights that they believe that they had. But I could see immediately the psychological impact that that did on a lot of people who believe that this place was one way and found out that it was quickly something different and I, i'm reminded of all of the times that we were taken to the streets to protest black lives mattering to protest the killings of any of the innocent people that have lived throughout the years and i'm looking back and i'm trying to really find a way to take that energy and transfer it into actual solutions kyle and this is the erosion of confidence in your electorate it's the erosion of your baseline belief systems as to what it means to be a member of this society to be born underneath a flag that doesn't really seem to perpetuate and care about the needs of me and people that i know and the people who really want to be free what does free mean and what is free cost at the end of the day those are the things that come up really at the top of mind man and after a while you know, I just get tired of doing the same thing and expecting a different result. I don't think we get liberated from the people who have no vested interest in us being liberated by this. It, there is a very 
specific cause as to why all this is happening at this point in time. And I don't know if we even pay attention to all the causal factors here. What are interests that lobby, vie, and pay for their ways to be perpetuated in our law and bake these into these systems? You know, none of these people who sit on this throne that we put them on are better than any other person that walks around the street, yet they have the right to tell you what to do. And all of those things, I don't have the answers for how you go to a better position, but I'm just tired of being tired, man. I'm tired of trying to find hope or trying to find something right in something that is clearly wrong. You know, I've never had a desire to fit into a system that was never designed for me to fit into. Exactly. You know, and once I understood that at a young age, it it made things easier on a day to day, you know, and just understanding that like, yo, I, I can't control everything. You know, I can only control what it is that I can control and the energy that I put into it. But it's a lot to unpack. It's a lot to digest. It's a lot to work through. It's a lot to even talk about, honestly. Yeah. With everybody, you know, because everybody got a story. You, you see how, you know, it, it, it just kind of takes you to a place of like, yo, damn, I, I could not be here or, you know, all the things. Yeah. Yo. We got to start respecting life more, y'all. You look at your brother, man. You got to see yourself. Got to see the God within him. We brothers getting changed real quick over nothing. We losing too many of ours. Got to recreate, y'all. Yo, check it. Knowing you the best part of life, do I have the right to take yours? Cause I created you irresponsibly, subconsciously knowing the act. I was a part of the start of something. I'm not ready to bring it to the world. At the end of the day, for me, I don't know what the rest of the summer is going to play out like. And I don't know how we get through a, another cycle of division that this is going to cause in this country. We are barely getting over the last cycle of division. What I will say is that I still have to have and find hope in the people. Only the people will say, the people and really do take that for everything that it means we need to do away with a lot of the infrastructure that we currently have if it's not serving you anymore and how do you find ways to empower uplift and ignite that same kind of excitement you know i gotta go back to that information that i get from my brother power man like what are we gonna do like him he's going down and speaking to congress about liberating puerto rico what's that gonna look like you know how's that gonna move that's the kind of political power and that's the kind of political prowess i would want to see everybody have the confidence to take on like yo all right i'm tired of this now i'm walking in here and let's figure out how we can start to move this stuff around you know and the day we can get more politicians that actually move like that man i'm championing them all i'm right behind that three hundred and fifteen dollars ain't worth your soul three hundred and fifteen dollars ain't worth it Again, I don't know if that system is designed for such a thing, so it has to be a new one, but we got we to gotta raise the bar up out of that, man. Got to get it higher, man. It's going to be a, a heavy lift today. <laughs> Judge, judge, judge. Whole, whole lot of gold, Cuba. 
win a ton. Say I kept it solid when it's all said and done. All I know is keep going, run, nigga, run. Mama told me never fold, run, nigga, run. Like Jenny told Forrest Gump, run, nigga, run. The race for freedom ain't won, run, nigga, run. Had to make it out the red clay, run, nigga, run. Okay, guys, so what do you think of this whole zero sugar diet juice trend going on where there's no more white sugar in these drinks? It's almost like a diet juice, if you will. I drink it. I like it. It has a funny taste, but it helped me lose a little bit of weight, and I know I'm not intaking so much white sugar. What do you think of it? Yo, Hassan, first of all, I really appreciate you uh, coming to us with this kind of stuff, man, because I know that there's somebody out there that's going to benefit from this conversation, and we really need to jump into it, Brother Jones. Do you have any thoughts about it initially i mean i'll start off by saying uh i was an avid juice drinker like yourself man i, I always loved flavor I, I was like yo water is bland i don't i don't appreciate water blah 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 and uh it took one day for one of my homies to stop me i had an arizona in my hand tall can you know that oh yeah the 99 cent joint bro he was like yo why are you still drinking that i was like because it's fucking delicious what do you mean he was like you know how much sugar's in that son and he went and, and broke down a label and all of this stuff on the back. And I was in college at the time. This happened in like the college courtyard. So like, you know, I, I listened to it, took heed to it. But I say all that to say that it, it took one time for somebody to say something for me to care about it. Um, and from that point on, I, I dove deeper into what's actually in these bottles, the, the chemicals and things that they put in it. Um, when you look at a lot of the new things that are on the market, especially these newer companies, um, you really have to understand what happens with advertising and what you can say and what's covered up and things of that nature. So like if I tell you it's zero something, I'm probably hiding something else that's in there, some other chemical for a preservative, for a color, for a, a dye, all, all different types of things. And then there's those companies that are like, uh, I want to say like harmless or something like that, like the the coconut water. And they'll tell you like, this is all that's in here. Like, you know, it. It really comes down to uh, advertising game mixed with, uh, you know, what can I actually put in here and get away with? Because if you go to other countries like a London, a lot of the things we have in America are banned in other countries based on what they have in them, right? If you're trying to escape or or switch or find something better, I always say go to the actual fruit. Like, go to an actual juice spot where you see them put the fruit in and the vegetables and, like, get a real juice. But it's still chemicals in that, too. So it's really the the lesser of the evils, honestly. Yeah, our health care strategy overall is the lesser of two evils, which is, it's really unfair and it's directly in my opinion tied to everything wrong with why the supreme court is upending all of society right now so food crimes is what i would call most of how we have our farming and industrialized food industry so what ends up happening in a lot of cases to your point you said what's on the market the first key word there is market right so i can say that i have zero sugar in there but hassan if you look at the back of that bottle any other words that end with O-S-E, because I know they have to be there, and that's the O's. So you got fructose, dextrose, all the rest of these different words. Glucose. Right? That high you can, fructose, glucose, corn syrup. Right? So you can say all these other words, which at the end of the day would derive and break down into sugar, right? 
that's kind of just me being able to pay somebody, a lobbyist, to manipulate the law that restricts what I can and can't put on that label and tell you that it's healthy. I could put a symbol on here. I can make that symbol something that is supposed to mean one thing. And on the gross market, I never have to really check that if I paid off all the people along the process. Now, if you actually read through that, the educated consumer is always going to be the consumer that is the most dangerous on that market. So if I'm looking at all these OS words and I look up, what is dextrose? What is all of this? So this is a molecularly modified versions of the same raw sugar. Now, if I can manipulate it to not give you one type of result, what other results does this have? Because when you make that change and you, you change some type of structure, your body now has to process something that it would never have found in nature. Therein lies a problem, because if I don't know how to digest something, I'm going to start to have higher potential to not properly manage that. And if you look at when we first start manipulating food back in history, and then the incidences of high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease, cancer, and a list of things that are metabolic conditions, it starts almost exactly at the Industrial Revolution when we start to manipulate food, changing how you naturally interact with food. Why that's important today is because too many consumers are up to the, hey, this sugar thing was doing really bad for us. It used to be we were marketed. I came up in the era where everything was low calorie. Low calorie was the biggest sham out. It's like, hey, this thing is low calorie this, low calorie that. And it's like, well, what is it high in if it's low in this? Kind of like Kyle's point. So it's low in calorie, ridiculously high in sugar <laughs> or low in calorie, ridiculously high in sodium. These things don't taste like how you would encounter them in nature. You have a real apple versus apple juice. They're often not going to be the same thing. Made from concentrate. Right. So the, the amount and the volume, the ratios are there are all off. That has wreaked havoc on everybody that's in the American populace's body for the longest time. Now, if you add that all to the fact that we all didn't come from the same places. So when we were in nature, we all didn't eat the same things. So if I am somebody who came from regions who tended to have sparsity or scarcity of water, hotter places closer to the equator, I already had sodium balance issues that were going to be reflective to where I came from, right? So blood pressure is a pressure. There's a reason why they call it pressure. It's regulating something inside of that whole system, right? So if your balance with water was already going to be built for a region that you are not currently in, for all the reasons that hopefully we all know right now, when you encounter food that is purposely manipulated to be 10 times as salty, twice as sweet, and ridiculously addictive, understand why this imprisons them in the mind and in the body at the same time. Mm. So you gave them the deep science. And we often don't go there because sometimes it's hard for people to digest. So I like to break it down on like some hood shit, if you will, right? Let's give them the hood shit. So the hood shit is, you know what the shit tastes like. I'll even start with myself because I don't like to generalize for everybody. I was the person that liked grape stuff. Yep. Strawberry flavored. Like I liked all the juices. Like I would drink a, a can of Brisk when they had Bruce Lee in the commercials. I was down in them shits like Skittles. Like, Bro, Minute Maid. I think I had Minute Maid in the crib with no water. <laughs> the the Tang Kool Aid. Kool Aid was a different type of situation. Anything you could make in a pitcher. Yo, and, and pouring the sugar. Ninety more sugar to that shit <laughs> on a hot day. I've been there, right? And then you put uh, a real fruit in front of me. I couldn't eat it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You you cut a real orange. Oh, that got seeds in it. What is that? Or you know, like, 
and I got to a point in my mind where I'm like, fam, this is from nature. How am I? How is my body rejecting what is natural and favoring what's man-made? And that's when I was like, yeah, that's got to be wrong. And then I realized in my mind, once I made that switch, I was open to real things that I could really eat and digest. And I'm like, yo, fam, this beet juice tastes real earthy. But like, I kind of like it a little bit. I'm, I'm kind of craving it. And it's like, once you try something once with an open mind, the reality is your body's going to crave that because it's been craving that. So you have to you know, try it. And when you try to get somebody to change who loves that diet Coke or y'all only drink sodas, that's it. I gave everything else up. All right, fam, well, I'm going to try to give you this this green juice right here. But I want you to be open to trying it. I don't, I don't want you to feel like I'm forcing this on you. And once you get to that place mentally, that's when you can make a change. Because if you give it to somebody that's not prepared for it, it's the same as giving somebody some shit that they don't want on the street. Like yeah. passing you a flyer. Yo, yo, here, take this flyer. Yo, I got this help for you, dog. I don't, I don't want five, that shit. Right You're going to see it balled up right by the trash can. Yeah, man. And I get, I get upset, not at the people, but I get upset at the corporations that allowed this to happen. At the same government that's failing us that allowed this to happen. Bro, it's a, it is not a flaw. It's a feature. The reason why I got into health and wellness is because I lost too many people too soon to all of this kind of stuff. And I've had exactly this same problem. I've had this conversation multiple times with my mom, with my brothers. Fam, do you understand? You remember Pepsi points? Points? You you wasn't around when for Pepsi points? you could get points for drinking Pepsi? Fam, we could have had that damn, that jet that they were trying to give away. I promise you we could have had the jet from Pepsi points alone. Just cause. Big gulps gave you like four or five points, all the rest of that. Like, I remember. My sure. whole family was in the Pepsi points, dude. When I tell you, it was normal for me to see people at an early age have limbs amputated. Which is wild. But everybody just accepted it. It was just kind of like, yo, this is a this is a normal thing. You just lose your foot sometimes. It's That's like, what, what happens. How? How is this allowed? What's going on? The Pepsi points was crazy. Think about the Marlboro points. When you start to realize that... Cigarettes and things of that nature. So the crazy thing is... A lot of those cigarette companies, guess what market they moved into when we started making it harder for you to get into cigarettes? Food and beverage. They moved directly <laughs> in to food and beverage. That's the wildest shit out. And we just, everybody just kind of like, all right, I guess it's okay for you to sell camels and Nabrisco at the same time. This is just, no crossover is going to happen. People who know how to make you addicted on one side, going to be selling the same thing. We criminalize it when we see it on some hood shit. You know what I mean? But we're emulating a lot of the stuff. That people have been running game on us for the longest time. I, like, food deserts are a real thing. The corner store, the bodega, as much as I love them, they wasn't putting love inside that store. But we have an affinity and an addiction you know, I'm a disagree. to a lot of those things. Uh, and, and here's why I'm only going to disagree to that just a little bit. Because people talk about the, the food deserts, right? And it is a very real thing. Yeah. But when you go into these delis, especially in New York, they have healthy options available but people just don't buy them. You know what I'm saying? Like there's organic delis now and all different types of things. Like they have, they're, they're almost like mini markets. That's today, Brooklyn. That's that today. Bro about. Oh yeah, for sure. That's, that's a whole different That's what I'm situation. saying. Present day. I ain't talking 90s where, you know say, what I'm saying? Fam, this is a very new where Brooklyn Where the shelves is empty and you lucky if you get a sandwich because they selling something else. Like, yeah. nah, I ain't talking about that You talking about a whole different type yeah. of time. I'm talking present day right now. So I, I say present day right now, you still have a choice, right? The choice is what am I putting in my body? Yeah. At the end of the day, that needs to be your thought, right? Where did this come from? 
who made this? Like somebody made this and I'm putting it in my body. You should have that type of awareness because if you don't, then you you literally up to chance to lose a foot, to to have high blood pressure, to right. have all of these different things. And keep it a stack, fam. That's a very privileged position to even be able to observe from your side. For sure. Before we had gentrified delis and gentrified bodegas and things that actually give you optionality, you didn't have a ton of options. Yeah. And the only options that they provided were the lowest of all options. For sure. Now, could you have still made healthier choices then? I would even concede to that. You can make better decisions amongst bad decisions. That's the lesser of two evils conversation. Always right? coming back. But here's the thing. You had to also have the education to understand what good was going to be if i didn't know how to define today being better than yesterday being better than what tomorrow could be i'm in a state of survival surviving is the only thing i need to do i need to feed maybe eight kids and they got a dollar menu around the corner do i care necessarily about the scrutiny of every single aspect like today you have the privilege of being like oh this is an heirloom tomato what the fuck is heirloom bro like it's just that shit just i know the premium goes up 20 percent. it's like it don't even matter what else is happening it's a hard Gour- h is what it is gourmet like these words will give you different like oh, okay every time you say one of these extra fancy buzzwords all you're really saying is that i could afford to make a better choice now when you can't afford to make a better choice here's what options you have yeah using these options hey most of this stuff is also going to make you addicted to this is also going to make you sick Hey, we also have another industry that just makes money off of you being sick because a lifetime subscription to insulin is something that I could count on in perpetuity. They don't give this shit to you and say that, hey, man, you know what? If you keep on this path, you're going to be able to get off of this in five, six months. No, this is your life now. So I got a subscription. We Everybody gets mad about Netflix subscription. Yo, I'm mad about a Pfizer subscription, bro. Like, you canceling this, you canceling that. How do you get back to that? And that's really the type of shit that makes me this mad, makes me this angry, because I'm amidst that. Like, these are the medical bills that we're paying for. These are all the things that I literally have tried to do all this radical shit for inside of wellness is because I knew the table was upside down this whole time. Man, that is hard facts. It's the truth. This is why this podcast exists man you you talked about why you gotten into health and wellness man i i had a bunch of family members that i never met that passed before i was born i had one grandparent by the time that i was born because my other grandparents had passed and luckily i had that one and she was around till i was 10 when she passed but like that's it like imagine if i had the the core of that's knowledge that while i'm here yeah. I, I, that's what i missed out on and, and that's what a lot of families are missing out on as our life expectancy seems longer but people dying younger you know we we got a lot of opportunity but it, it's a lot that's getting left on the table from people being uneducated and not being willing to take in the knowledge like if somebody has the knowledge listen to them i feel like that's the that's the hard part. It's like, if you can see it and you can see this person as the physical representation of health, for lack of a better word, you know, it's like, oh, he looks healthy. He looks like he's in shape. I might want to listen to what that person has to say. And if I know that person studied this and is passionate about this, I definitely have to listen to what this person has to say. Now, whether I take that information or not, it's a different story.
This is prophecy. Keep your Gandhi and the Maserati for your foes that's trying to roll up beside thee and squeeze violently. Justice for the young black slum cats. Wanna get away with murder, killer, rapper shit. That's just the fun. You gotta be modest and humble. The enemy wants you to fumble. Then when you on top, they want your spot. See, this is the law of the jungle. See, this is the power the tongue do. And this is the flower the sun grew. Ain't no room full of lies, it's one truth. Yeah, life is a bitch, hella come through. Nigga, this God work. This is high turf. Before we surrender, we die first. Hope you understand my worth. All your money can't buy perfect. Nigga, know that I'm flawed. Bright lights from a hole in the wall. Rain dance to a warrior song. I don't panic, I just go on my zone. I gotta put on. Yeah, man. And just to put a bow on that, you know, I used to have that same stance, right? And that's honestly, Kyle, that's a thing that I thought would be the fastest way for me to combat this ill. If I got as much information possible and I went to the best places and I, I worked with the best people and best just for me at that point in time that I was thinking this way, the people with the most money must be making the best decisions about how to get away from this thing. Yeah, right. right? But in my mind, that's what was true. Yeah. So I went to that hall, those temples, and I worked as hard as I could to get the best information. I had better information. Now, the dissemination of that information, how do I get it to people for them to understand and for them to take on? I had to find a little bit more grace in that because I could be completely right, but I was not effective in getting that message out. And I could be completely right in telling my somebody that I love Hey, you need to change your life because I know you like this thing, but this thing is also killing you. It's hard to deliver that information without having the grace because grace lets me know that this, I wouldn't talk to somebody who's actually addicted to a hard drug the same way. You can't just make that decision. Just like, all right, I just want you to stop this thing that is taking over you and has changed the way you think literally has changed the way you feel all the rest of those things. I'm just going to tell you to just tough it out and just change. And when you do that, if you fail at all, I'm going to criticize you. I have people with addiction in my life that might not know that they're addicted to the same things that has the same impact of you being addicted to heroin, has the same kind of hooks that it will put into you for being addicted to meth. And I've seen that on both sides, both extremes in my family. I can't look at somebody who I would have grace for uh, abusing a substance that we say is illegal. I can't be like, oh, all right, I understand that you're sick here. We need to get you some help and not look at food the same way, especially with what they've done to food. I got to have that grace. So I want I want you to change. But I understand why that shit's hard. It's extremely hard. So with that being said. We're going we, we gonna to be here for days, man. We got <laughs> to raise the bar, man. Let's get the bar back up, brother, man. That's the thick of it right there. Nah, I appreciate what Brother Hassan was pushing us today, man. Of course, man. And not for nothing, my Raising the Bar segment today is similar in conversation because my lease is almost up. Mm-hmm. So I got to get a new space. And it, it sent me down this path of thinking, uh, where have you lived? Like, where do you come from? real for real you know and I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about like baltimore of like fam like i was legit in the hood at one point like in the four by four it was four streets that went up over and four streets that went across and like i'm talking someone broke into our house like multiple times when we was like not there fortunately but you know it it, it was so many different things that come to mind of what home was like growing up and to now put that in retrospect to I have to get a new home I'm 30 now like this has to be a a home I refuse for the place that I come after work every day to be anything less than that I, I work too hard for it not to be that 
So I take that, right? And then I get to thinking about my time here in Brooklyn, bro. I'm hastily approaching the 13-year mark. As somebody that's not born and raised from here, I'm on the scale of half of my life has been here at this point because I've been here so long. So it's like, damn, where am I really from? I could literally take people on a tour of every apartment I've lived in since I've been here and how that neighborhood has changed of what used to be, what's no longer here, what's here now. And I'm just like, this is wild. This is, you know, we, we talk about hood and, and the food deserts and all these other things, man. It, it sent me all on this path to this one question, right? As I'm outside, uh, you know, getting a little taco, it, it's like a couple of people that are homeless that kind of come up to me with their stories and what they need and things of that nature. And I'm just thinking like, yo, if I had a child right now and this child saw this, how would you explain being homeless to that child? What would you say? You know, like, how, what, what do you tell them? Like, do I tell them the uh, honest truth or like, what's the verbiage to get them to understand? Because they need to know, you know? And, and that was just like, damn, that's, that's where my path took me, you know? And trying to define where my new space is going to be, uh, how it has to feel. I, I could give a fuck how it looks right now. I want it to feel like this is my home when I'm in there. You know, so so first I start with if you had to explain homelessness to a child, what would you say? Man, this is going to be the most political episode off strength uh, <laughs> that's ever been out. But honestly, homelessness is a failure of a community. In my opinion, it's a community failing to recognize that we all should have a basic level of decency expectation for everybody. And we should upheld that basic level of decency. It shouldn't be easy for you to walk past somebody who comes from the place that you come from, who you're familiar with, who you know their name, to just be in dire straits. Having an honest conversation about that, what systems failed you along the way? What didn't give you, when you were a child, the nature and, and the care, the nurture and the care, I should say, that you would give a child? So say at this point, everything that you have, you are privileged for young son, young daughter. And this is something that happens when somebody doesn't invest as much as I'm putting into you as their son, their daughter. And it's not because they didn't want to. It's because of all the constraints that come along with this. Let's talk about a mental health conversation comprehensively. You'd have to care enough to fix it if you really wanted to fix it. Let's talk about housing Rent is going through the roof in New York City. You know how many vacant apartments actually have uh, most of the, the wealth in them? You mean in these high rises that people couldn't ever afford? That's up in the air? And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be able to have that. If you want to have that, you should have that. But if you were paying your fair share, could you at least invest into basic decency so that other people don't have to have nothing so you can have everything? Mm. Right. And in that in that conversation, it does mean that you have to be accountable and alert to your fellow man in some way, shape or form. And until we get that to happen, until we actually have a system that is we the people governed by the people for the people. This is what happens when all this other stuff is unchecked. And that'd be a heavy ass conversation 
to have with the little one. But I got I, if it was me and my, that's how I'm gonna keep it real with you. You have to, you know, and I think that's the important part in all that you said is is telling the truth of of what a community is because that is is what's imprinted into the the sponge that children are. Like they they're gonna soak it up. And what you give them and what you feed them is going to build a foundation of who that person is going to be when you're not around. That's what really just kind of got me on that tangent, you know, just just thinking about the spaces like, fam, I went from a single parent home to a two parent home with another sibling that in my single parent home, our mailbox was on the door. (laughs) Like the front door was the mailbox. You just open it put mail in there. I moved into a house that had a two-car garage and a driveway. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was shocked, like, in all aspects of it to then move back and forth. Like, it's been so many different life experiences I've had. Like, will you ever talk to people and and really find out about them and, and be like, yo, you've never lived in a home. You've only lived in apartments. Like, that should be real. Or like, it kind of unlocks the the layers to who people are and how they actually present into the world. And, and that's just kind of the space that I've been in, man, you know? So it's been a heavy episode today. It definitely has, man. But I'm looking forward to you making your house your home. Oh, like Luther, baby, you know what I'm saying? It ain't, <laughs> a chair is not a chair. <laughs> chair is not a chair. We're going to get the Kyle Jones singing episode. The all just, you just got to get all the clips <laughs> of every song that I sung. You'll be like, yo, he's got an amazing voice. You know? <laughs> the next, I'm going to do the, the Catalina wine mixer is what's next <laughs> after that. So from there, man, we got to we gotta relax responsibly this week. And I'm going to just go ahead on a limb and say I was relaxing by hitting LaFleur. Cafe NYC because <laughs> they got me in the zone. Hell right? yeah, man. Just just from there, the flowers to the, the edibles apparently have soared into new heights. Uh, the rainbow edibles, so they're very on brand. It's on point <laughs> for what the month of Pride Month is. So you gotta appreciate the cultural relevancy in such a space. I mean, if you if you going anywhere, you gotta go to Lafleur Cafe NYC. It is. In a new space that I termed in my highness uh, Alphabet Village. Alpha? Because <laughs> <laughs> it made a lot of sense. I was like, wait, no, that's not what it's called. It's, it's Alphabet City. It's Alphabet City, and then there's East Village, but Alphabet together Village? it's Alphabet Village. I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. And that, and that might be why those uh, treats were rainbow as well. They figured it out. They know. They was ahead of the curve. Shout out to Jose over there, man. How were you relaxed responsibly this week, brother? Yo, Brother Jones. I think my relaxation took place the week prior, my friend, when I got a chance to spend a day in the park with my friends and really go through the beginnings of this whole spiritual reset that I wanted to come into this whole one year post-surgery, man. Yeah. Definitely had to take a little bit of a field trip, if you understand what I'm saying. You touched down on the drugs, Tony. (laughs) On the mushroom. Don't be shy about it. Nah, man. Had to get the psychedelic high, man. And... You know what's wild about the psychedelic high is that it, it is very much a spiritual space. And now that I've been open to like telling people that I do it, because there is still like a stigma because it is illegal. But like, fam, people be hitting me all the time with all types of questions. Yo, I want to try it, fam. Can we do this sometime? Like, I'm 
the the guru of, of mushrooms or something. It's like, fam, I promise you, that's not what it is. But you do you, you know? Yeah. Some people come into it with a whole different type of expectation. But I, I you know, I do touch down in that space when I really do want to get to my ritual bag. Yeah. You I, know? And I appreciate you for that, man. Yeah, man. And I, I tap into all the best lessons that I've gotten from people who might not even be here right now. And this, I really want to give it up to y'all because I'm still pushing forward on that type of time. It's like, yo, I want to get in. I want to tap tap into that energy. I want to zone out on all the bullshit because it's going to be enough every day. I promise you it's going to be some more bullshit that you got to deal with. And enduring for me comes from the practice of reflecting back on, yo, I know I'm dealing with some craziness right now, but yo, I remember how my grandfather had to deal with some craziness. It's never not going to be there. That's like, what I'm saying. I, I don't I know why people think it's going to be uh, all peachy and good. It's never been that. But when you're looking back at it, it's like, okay, and their craziness, I know I'm not built to handle that. Like most of the time. And on some real, real level. So if I'm looking at it, it's like, okay, in some strange, twisted way, we're moving towards what I would have to call progress. Now, does that mean it's good? Well, I would go back to calling that the lesser of two evils. So if I can continue to move towards that lesser of two evils, eventually we'd be on the right side of the situation. That's the name of this episode is lesser, lesser two, two evils because <laughs> that's that's really what you have to come to. And, yeah. and again, I'll leave you with you. You have to have choice in that. And is your choice intentional? Is it purposeful? Uh, you know, is it premeditated? All of these things factor into this choice that you make. And it's not just one. It's every day. What am I putting on? Where am I spending my money? What am I putting into my body? What am I listening to? What am I filling my cup up with? Like all of these questions need to be answered on the daily because I promise you a lot of y'all ain't answering these questions and it's reflected in your movements. You just end up reacting to a bunch of shit, man. You'd be stuck in a cycle. So you sounds like you're hopeful for something, Tony. Oh, wait, no. Before we get into hopeful, <laughs> I got a random act of flyness. I was about to say, I like, mix it up. I like it. Come on, let me hear it, bro. So this random act of flyness is brought to you in part by me biking home. There we go. And uh, I was doing my no hand tango, you know, my usual, you know, just riding down the street, minding my business. This dude was like, oh my God, it's so cool, man. I don't even know how you do that. <laughs> like, how do you do that? So me being on my hot shit, I was like, all right, let me drop a gym on this man right now. Just ride off on him. It's like, you know what? You're not really riding your bike. Your bike's riding you. <laughs> and I just sped off. <laughs> it was like, I hope that fucks his world up for one night. <laughs> Keep him up. What did he mean by What that? did he mean? There's some very magical bagger van thug in Brooklyn. <laughs> Just, just dropping, dropping gems, gems. <laughs> dipping off on them. He's the organic dog himself. Yeah, he's spiritual advisor. I like it. That was my random act of flatness right there. I'm, I'm content with just being the dude to drop gems and just ride off on you. You know what I'm saying? I'm mad that in some twisted way I understand what you said. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense, bro. I was like, you know what? I hate to admit it, but he's more. <laughs> He's more right than he's wrong. Yeah, man. <laughs> that bike is riding you. That bike is riding <laughs> yeah, you. You're that's not exactly riding what it. Yo, that's exactly how you give it up on a city bike, fam. You were absolutely right. And I was like, damn, I'm mad because I've seen that happen. And why is it Why is it so funny? Why is it so accurate? This is why this brother is the spiritual advisor. That was right it. I dro- Yo, <laughs> if you would have seen how I peeled off on him, though, I know he was like, <laughs> who was <laughs> 
what just happened? <laughs> Did a magic trick? What, what was this? Because <laughs> we on a we on the block in Brooklyn, like it was quiet, like you couldn't hear nothing else. So I just peeled off on homie. You know what I'm saying that's wild, bro. So that was my random act of flying. I do not have anything to top that. <laughs> so it sounds like you're hopeful for something, Tony. Yeah, man. I hope that you continue to blow people's minds when you have those interactions with them in public. <laughs> and aside from that, man. I got to put the hope back into the people, bro. I know a lot of stuff that we was talking about got heavy today, and I know a lot of people are walking around feeling heavy from all of the stuff that largely it feels like you can't control at most points in time. But I will say that if you are to have hope for something, it has to be in the hope that you have the power to be a catalyst. Mm. And by catalyst, I would say you are an agent of change. Mm. And if you are an agent of change, you could take whatever circumstance you find yourself presently in that you do not feel happy about, and you have the power to enact that power to change it. So I'm hopeful that everybody out there who is upset keeps that same energy and moves forward with it the way that they need to. Time to go to work. I want you to know that you pretty much just took my whole hopeful that I wrote down <laughs> verbatim. <laughs> like just every buzzword in there. Ding. Like you just you just hit it off. So now I got freestyle. Cause you, ahead, you just took my hopeful. That was off the top, bro. That was really I know. And that's what made it even worse. Cause it was like, I know this man. Didn't even see this and just spit every bar I had on this paper right here. All right, you got to give him something else. So with that being said, my hope is going to go back into this control aspect, right? Okay. And I'll go into this short anecdote of when we was on that trip in the park and I I, I dipped off, did my own thing. I ended up in this little wooden trail and there was this, this couple that came running down. They was running in the trails in the dirt. I'm like, y'all wilding, right? <laughs> She's like, oh, what kind of bike is that that you have? I'm like, oh, this is, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're like, where's the brakes? I was like, there's no brakes. It's a, it's a control thing. It's like, oh, how do you stop? I'm like, well, if you do it right, you never really need to. You just slow down. And again, their mind was blown because I'm... <laughs> dropping gems on them yeah i'm <laughs> dropping gems on them and it, i say i like to say that the control aspect right you have to focus on what you you as an individual i'm not talking about anybody else i ain't talking about your partner i'm not talking about your friend i'm not talking about your your phone or none of these other things that control you i'm talking about you listening as the individual what can you control and that's what you focus on. So then everything else kind of comes in together. Because when you focus on things that are outside of you, then you get pulled in different directions. You you get overwhelmed. You know, uh, the, the value gets thrown all over the place where people feel like, you know, you're getting weighted on hand and foot. Yo, why you not here? I need this. I need that. I need that. And it's like, listen, I'm going to need you to relax. <laughs> I'm going to need you to wheel it back in. Right. But when you focus on what you personally can control, right, your your environment, uh, your 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 intake, all, all of the above, then you can move forward. I appreciate you, brother, man. That's all I got, man. I mean, I think we left it all on the court today, bro. I can't play. I like it. I like it. And again, I got to appreciate Hassan for the assist on such a, you know, captivating episode of Off the Strength. I'm a trainer called Tony. K.R. Jones. And you know, of course, we're coming to you live and direct from Newsstand Studios. That's right. We are live on the block of The Rock. And if you need to keep up with us, you're going to hit us on Instagram at Rockefeller Center and on Twitter at Rock Center NYC. I'm a trainer called Tony. (laughs) 
<laughs> did that already. See, you playing I games. I got, I got lost in the sauce, man. Peace and much love. <laughs> Peace and much love till next time. We'll see you soon. Peace. Uh, she was blowing bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> and she, yo, she, she don't got a hat. She got to tell Feezy. Yeah. She start, pulling, she pulling snuts out the Telfair bag. You gotta pull out. She start pulling out all types of handkerchiefs. That shit's gonna be crazy, fam. I can't have no chick around me like that. Abra, good Abra, good Abra. <laughs> Listen, I've dealt with that for way too long. Actually, I've seen the horrible downside to that. I've stayed too pot committed to the crazy ones for too long. <laughs> I seen it. Yeah, that's a crash and burn every time. What was it called? The the beat em? The, the what the fuck was it called? I definitely sent them to you. You got the grips on the shit on the ground. Oh, now I gotta look for it. Right, hey Solid, you got beat cleats on? It's like <laughs> beat cleats. Nah, it was a name like that though. I forgot what it was. What's good, everybody? I'm a trainer called Tony, and I am here from the infamous Office Train Podcast asking you today, listeners, viewers, wherever you may be, to please like, listen, and subscribe to our podcast. This is how we're going to continue to be able to deliver you the best goddamn wellness information out here. So if you want to keep hearing this and you want us to keep growing, you are a part of this show just as much as anything else. So please go to OfficeStrength.com. Make sure you check out our blogs. Make sure you check us out on IG. And if you're hearing this voice and you didn't hit that subscribe button, know that Kyle is going to come looking for you. <laughs> you got that right. Fam, I can't do that no more. I just see all the liability in them decisions. Damn, it's going to be a lot of passion. It's just going to be like, it is literally just like a firecracker, yo. The first few, however long you're going to be dealing with that, that's just going to take off. Rocket to the moon. When that shit explodes, don't have it in your hand. <laughs> It is going all over the place. And now I got too much other shit to lose, man. Nah. The screening process had to get a lot better, Kyle, you know? I understand. <laughs> the questions that you got to leave with can help navigate through certain situations. I need a written out document in MLA format. That's <laughs> the why. Hey. Why you think you need to be where you at? Nah, I'm asking for job references. I want to right. call everybody, yo. I want to talk to family, uh, job, character friends, witnesses. I want to understand your all last these landlord. People. Exactly. <laughs> call them up. Hey, hey, Shorty, what's your apartment look like? <laughs> it's like what? I don't want to come there. Nah, I just, just want to know what kind of decisions you're making. Like, <laughs> last time you cleaned your bathroom. Yeah, exactly. 